In April of 2014, when we had our last Talk It Up, the shepherds invited us to talk over topics having to do with mentoring, small groups, communications, building relationships. And out of those conversations came great ideas. And and many of you were encouraged to get involved in starting ministries. Many ministries that have been started since then came out of that session in April. And so we have that same excitement and enthusiasm about what might happen today on January 25th. This, This may not be Well, this is certainly not the first talk it up that we've ever had as a congregation. And Lord willing, it won't be the last. But it may be the first time that you've been to a talk it up. You might have missed April. Or God has blessed us with growth since April of 2014. And so for some of you, the West Ark congregation may be your new church home. And you don't remember April of 2014 here. And that's okay. Let me tell you how this works. I'm just going to give you the rundown. I'm also going to tell you what we are talking about. Here's the plan. We're worshiping right now. We're in the worship assembly. At the end of this assembly, we call it the end. It's really, we call it the sending out prayer because we believe, let me tell you why we call it that. We don't call it the closing prayer. We don't call it the ending prayer. We believe it's a sending out prayer because when we come together in the presence of God and He has blessed us and we are encouraged, we are motivated, we are convicted, then we are sent out into the world that He loves to continue our worship and to continue to share the good news of Christ. That's why we call it the sending out. Well, we're going to be sent out. You're going to be sent out right over here to the Family Life Center, also known as a gymnasium. And you will will follow the crowd that's going that way. And and when we're sent out here after that closing prayer, Paul Shirley is going to lead us in that. He's one of our shepherds. He's going to lead us in that closing prayer. And then he's going to do like they used to do in the old movies, you know, synchronize your watches. Go, you know, mark. And... uh, that's going to, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, we're going to get our lunch and we are going to go to look in your bulletin. If you've got a bulletin, look in your bulletin. There's a chart that has all of the room numbers on there. If you don't have a bulletin, if you don't know where the room numbers are, follow someone, okay? Just go where they're going. And there's going to be five rooms that will be doing session A. There will be four rooms where they will be discussing, discussing session B topics. And you can, for example, you can go to one of the Session B rooms for 45 minutes and then at the switch point, go to Session A. Or if you go to Session A, switch over to Session B. It doesn't matter what order you go in. Just go to one and then go to the other. And they're going to be 45 minutes more or less for us to get into those sessions. Now, here's what they are. The Session A topic, and it's in the bulletin on your front page as well, it'll meet in these rooms listed there in the blue box, 106, Library Conference, 211, 203. This is a question that came directly from our shepherds on January 4th when they shared the message with us. How can we be more welcoming? How do we create an attitude, an atmosphere, a culture that's friendly? Remember these four words, friendly, inviting, intimate, participatory. How can we do that? There's a lot of different answers to that, and we're looking for just good suggestions, ideas, creativity. Not only do you need to talk to the shepherds, but talk to one another. And let me say this, if you're still on the line, if you're thinking, hey, I don't know if I need to come to this, what do I have to contribute? I tell you, I've seen God do this many times. I don't know what this is called, but I've seen it so many times. I'm I'm getting ready, I might write a book on this one day, it's called Puzzle Piece Theology, okay? Okay. 
And here it is. You've got some idea that seems kind of incomplete right now. And you're not really sure where it goes or how it would get done or where the resources are. But it's just an idea that's kind of in your heart or jumbling around in your mind. And the thing is, until you share it with somebody else, you may not quite figure it out because they've got the other piece of the puzzle. And then when the two of you start talking, you're like, hey, wait a second. What if God's been working on all of us? Now you tell me that that's not true. I've seen that happen so many times I can even show you in Scripture. One of the best examples is Paul and Cornelius. I mean, they get together there, this, uh, or Peter and Cornelius, rather. Peter and Cornelius get together, and it's like, well, God's been talking to you. Well, he's been talking to me. Well, how about that? So you've got some puzzle pieces today, and let me just encourage you, uh, go and find out. Talk to one another, and, and you, you will be uplifted and surprised by what God can do. We've got some ideas. Uh, we're talking about this because all of the church growth, I'm getting some popping on my mic. Is that right? Okay. Um, I'll just keep going, and we'll see what we can do there. All of the research and the church growth studies continually indicate that genuinely friendly churches are always intentional about being friendly. So this is our first step at being intentional with that. They embody it in some way. We want ideas on how we can embody it. Session B topics. How can we reach out locally? It's going to be meeting in four different rooms. We're going to find opportunities. This, again, came out of the message uh, that our shepherds gave us on January 4. We're going to discuss opportunities to reach out on the UA Fort Smith campus, but then we're going to move out to the region as well. You know, if you're a guest today or if you're new to West Ark, I'm going to tell you one of the things that, that I love about this congregation. This congregation has one of the most unique definitions of local that you will ever find. In terms of the physical address, our meeting place right here at 900 North Waldron, and let's, let's not have any confusion, this, this structure of concrete and brick, this is not the church. This is, this is just our, our place where we get together. We do some things here. We, we get together and plan some things here. In terms of, of this meeting place, we are becoming an island in the midst of the University of Arkansas Fort Smith campus, and we believe that... that that God's going to use that. We believe that if we're willing, if we will submit to what God is doing, we believe that he can use that. We believe it's an opportunity. So as we reach out, think of concentric rings from this location. As we reach out, we can't help but go through the campus. There's opportunities to reach the rest of the world right here on this campus. We want to be intentional about that. And we're not just leaving it all to our campus ministry, and we're not just leaving it all to Travis, our campus minister. We believe that all of us own this in some way because God has put this opportunity to be neighbors to people that he loves very much. So let's find ways that we can do this. Some of you have a lot of ties and connections with the college. Share. Share with us. Bring your puzzle pieces and let's see what picture emerges. But as for the people who make up this church, the definition of local extends from eastern and southeast Oklahoma to Crawford County to, to Mulberry and Dyer and down to Greenwood and Hackett. And there's probably even some, some, some fringe edges to all of that. But we are definitely a regional congregation. Uh, we go beyond West Ark. It's just that East Oak doesn't sound very, you know, uh, doesn't sound real interesting, but um, I don't know how you do that, but... The point is, you live in many places, and that presents us with more opportunities to share the gospel. 
And the, and the congregation of people that we call our church family, in truth, extends around the world. And we've done very well. God has blessed us in so many ways uh, with the ways that we've reached out to other nations. But at the same time, I think that God intends for us to say, well, how do you plant the church? How do you grow the church? How do you share the gospel right here in our neighborhood? We want to be creative about that. So you've got some puzzle pieces. You've got some things that God, whatever our definition of local is, whether we're talking about across the street or in the region, we want to reach out. I think a good verse to consider in that is what Paul says to the Colossians. You see, this, is, this isn't newfangled outreach technique or anything like that. Yes, we need to be creative. We need to be adaptive to the times. We need to understand what the opportunities are. Because that's what Paul calls acting wisely. We don't do things because that's the prescribed way to do it or because that's the way we did it once upon a time or this is the newfangled way or this is what all the experts say. We see the opportunities and we act wisely. We make the most of the opportunities. Paul encouraged the Colossian church. He said, you act wisely when you see those opportunities. And it's not just what we do, but it's how we do it. That in doing so... Notice this line, your speech should always be gracious and sprinkled with insight. Um, I think one of the English translations says seasoned, all right? So if we're going to, I mean, God has the gospel, that's, that's the main course. But you're going to season that gospel with God's insight and with graciousness. You, you, don't, you don't share the gospel with a baseball bat in your hands, Okay? Uh, you know, repent or face the wrath of the Louisville slugger. You don't do that. If you can't, to share a word of grace, you have to be gracious. You have to tell how that gospel has been not only news, but it's been good news to you. So Paul is encouraging us to see the opportunities and be gracious. God will bless that. God will make something happen. What we're going to do in Talk It Up today is we're looking for you to share with one another simple, practical opportunities, just ideas. What would those ideas look like today? What would they look like in 2015? Well, they might look like the kind of actions that a fellow named Josh Yant took. He was responding to his own grief he was responding to bullying at his school in London, Ontario. A video was made of what Josh did, and it became an inspirational video that WestJet Airlines used in its Above and Beyond series. Little, little six-minute videos to encourage people. I want to show you this video of Josh, and I want, I want you to see what he did, a simple thing that he did to encourage others. Now... How am I, Jordan? I like our tech people. We're always willing to try new things up there. And so hopefully this video takes off without a hitch. Uh, let's see. Here it is. I'm going to let you see the, And I want you to watch. I'm not showing you this video because of what it says about bullying or anything like that. I just want you to see the simple creative solution that this young man comes up with and what happens next. Uh, Hank, I think you're going to have to go ahead and start it.
From what I understand, his father passed away, and he would have pictures of him in his locker. Some students thought it would be a good idea to rip down those pictures and harass him and bully him for missing and loving his father. Going through what I went through, you kind of keep to yourself. You don't know who you are or anything. You're just walking through the space, empty space. It's kind of like a, a puzzle. You're trying to find your way to the good things in life. No one wants to be bullied. Everyone wants to feel like they mean something to somebody. It's definitely a hard four years of your life, you know? Even like a few words can affect someone so negatively. I'd sit in the cafeteria alone. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Even the people invited me to sit with them. I didn't feel this was my place to be, you know? Coming to a city school, a lot of people said, you're just going to make it worse. I didn't know what else to do for them. So yeah, we just took the jump. I was uh, pretty scared, you know. I kind of thought the, the city experience, maybe a bigger high school rather than a small town high school, it just might be better. I hope that attending the school, I would be treated like everyone else. Yeah, I just wanted to make it and just be a normal kid. I was sick and tired of being a no one. I wanted to be someone and wanted to reach out to people and show who I was. I just remember at first they called him the doorman. They thought he was weird. It was definitely kind of weird. It took a while for people to adjust. But once people realized that he was continuing with it, it almost became something to look forward to in the morning. Like, you walk up the stairs and you know that Josh Ann's going to be standing there with a big smile on his face saying good morning. No problem. The first few weeks when I started doing it, they were kind of shocked. Good, you. Thank you. Not many people hold doors, right? But after that, people started to open up to me. Opening a door is more than a physical act. It's about putting yourself out there, getting to know people, Making them feel comfortable, making them feel welcome. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Opening Josh. doors, it gives people hope that people care. Uh, I think that was his way of uh, saying, I'm here and I'm not going to be invisible anymore. He had literally, just by holding doors and saying good morning, he had turned, like, he'd made a drastic change in his life. It was definitely a positive effect. Like, it made people want to do nice things for other people. Like, it was, he set a good example for other students. Everything changed huge. I mean, everyone said it. All the teachers, the students felt it. They, they talked about it, you know, that he, he changed things in the school. And he was a changed, a changed Josh. We were honored to have Josh. Very privileged. Any school would have benefited. I think prom king was a way to say thank you from the students and the staff. So when he won, it was like his moment to shine. When we heard Josh Yant's name pulled out, it was like pretty much the whole everyone should have just ran up there and been prom king because it felt like 
everybody won. Yeah, he's standing tall and straight. He's got the big grin on his face and got the crown. I never expected to get an award or anything like that, I guess. I, I was just happy enough to make it through. Just one year and things are, are totally turned around. Totally. And it would have been fine if the story stopped there. It could have, and it would have been okay. And he still would have been the same person. All right, guys, so now is the moment. Let's all line up at the side of the room. Once we're all lined up quietly, we will head down to the gym. I would have never thought he would be a public speaker because he had been so shy, but he took to public speaking like a duck to water. draws them in and it's it's this aura it's this personality that he exudes he's been there and and uh, so they relate to him in that respect when I had heard your story it kind of made me feel like I could be more like myself it changed the way I thought about things it changed the way like how I felt about myself I personally think that you shouldn't let like what's going on around you affect your personality or the way you act I think he shows them just be, be courageous. You know, don't don't let the bullies get you down. Just you know, fight back in your own way, maybe with a little kindness. It's amazing how um, just one simple act can change your whole life. I never thought doing something so simple could be so rewarding. What door can you open? With something as simple as opening a door, Josh changed the environment and the culture of his school. You heard the words from all of his fellow students, how changed they all were. It's a simple act of opening a door. And we understand that the metaphor of an open door has something to do with opportunity and change and, and new life. Now, Before Paul says to act wisely, going back to our text in Colossians, before he says to act wisely and to make the most of every opportunity, he says there's one act that everyone should do before acting wisely. So before we think about opening our doors or before we think about the simple things that we can do, we can begin with God by praying. Paul says, keep on praying, guard your prayers with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us also. Pray that God would open a door for the word. Those are the verses that immediately precede verses 5 and 6 in Colossians 4. Do we take the call to prayer seriously? We're talking it up, but talking it up begins not only with talking to to one another and talking to our shepherds, but it begins with talking to God. I've had some volunteers this week who've been praying about this event. They've been talking to God. They've been asking that God would bless this event and bless all of you and bless all of us today. We see the call to prayer. We see scriptures like this. Keep on praying. Pray that God would open a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that. We'll do that. Pray, pray, pray. We got to pray. I understand. Do we? Stop and think. Are we as intentional about prayer as we are about welcoming? We we need to be intentional with both. 
Maybe public prayer or group prayer is awkward. We think that you have to be an expert. And until you get your license, you're not allowed to pray. There's no license for prayer. Paul just says, keep on praying. Guard your prayers with thanksgiving. Are we afraid that the praying will keep us from acting? Paul didn't have that concern. All the years I've been in ministry, I've often found that things seem to happen when I stop. In fact, one time in my ministry, some of us were talking about all the things that we could do. We were in this van ride. We'd just come back from a conference. We were so excited. We were so enthusiastic. And we stopped because we were so enthusiastic that we had run out of gas. We had literally run out of gas. I've been driving for over 20 years, and I have only run out of gas twice in my life. But that day, it was like God stopped us intentionally and said, hold on now. Before you get so excited about what you can do, let's talk and I'll open the doors and you go through them. And I firmly believe that when we stop and we talk to one another and we pray to God, we can't help but do the stuff that he puts before us to do. It is going to energize us and get us up and get us going like nothing else. Spend some time today praying. Spend some time today praying to one another. The greatest revival in history was Pentecost. Acts 1, Acts 2. You know how Pentecost begins for the disciples? 120 people sitting around praying. Once the mighty wind of the Spirit takes off, guess what? They can't help but speak. They can't help but move. Now, if we're really truly praying, it will never keep us from doing what God wants us to do. It will never keep us from being intentional. In fact, we will be so intentional and so focused that we'll understand all that God has done to welcome us. We'll understand the links that God has gone to to reach out to us. How could we then not reach out to the rest of the world that he loves? How can we then not show the kind of welcome that he shows to us? I believe that the kind of movement that happens at Pentecost can continue to happen among us. I believe that God can open doors. I believe that today you are inspired, you are equipped and empowered. Your shepherds are saying to you, what door is it that you need to hold open? What simple act like the young man in this video do you need to do to encourage one another to be friendly, inviting, participatory, intimate, welcoming, encouraging? You're being told that you can do this. God is opening doors. Pray that he continues to open doors. And then, as Paul says, act wisely and make the most of those opportunities. We need simple solutions. We need simple ideas. We need good ideas. We need big ideas. We need great ideas. But we need ideas that are inspired by God's Holy Spirit. Today, the simple act that you may need to take is the act to... Walk through the open door of eternal life. The door that Christ stands and holds open and says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and you're burdened, and I'll give you rest. The one who says, Come to me, and you can walk in newness of life. Jesus Christ invites us to that. And if you have been invited to that life, then then how will you act wisely and make the most of the opportunities that are around you? Folks, the talk it up is just beginning, and we're going to stand and sing this song, and if there's any that we can encourage today, we're going to create two opportunities. One opportunity is right down here, down front with our shepherds. The other is in room 100 with our shepherds. Let's stand and let's sing.